0: uh start off we're ready for crypto sparta podcast episode number seven i'm here with brian and Durs. um we'll get to yep uh, there's uh introduction in a little bit but i think we gotta address as always uh the first part of our segment where what is going on with the market
1: yeah it's it's bloody like it's just so much fud, so much manipulation there's rumors of China uh manipulating the whole thing. And so before
0: getting ahead of ourselves, we should just look at the numbers where um Bitcoin is at, I believe, thirty thousand, about fifty percent from all time highs.
1: So ETH is uh at from twenty one forty nine right now. And so I mean on May fourteenth it was at four thousand. So it's Yeah. Uh, Lows were I remember seeing it getting to like eighteen hundred, and that was like insane. This whole weekend, so it's definitely like from like fifty percent from their highs.
0: And while like Bitcoin and ETH are kind of down around fifty percent, like some of the altcoins are below like seventy or ninety or something.
1: Just just in the pathway of that dip and then basically i mean if
0: we look at the overall market cap it went from over two trillion to around what one trillion trillion. (laughs) so for those who aren't in the market or don't really grasp the implications this is probably the largest crash ever especially in in nominal you know like
1: yeah just in like real numbers. numbers like
0: bitcoin crashed at a higher percentage to like you know from, like, way higher... Like, percentage-wise, high to low. But in terms of real money, about a trillion dollars got wiped off of the total market A lot cat. of
1: people got liquidated, like...
0: Bigger than the 1929 crash? I mean, well, they well, were saying over yeah. a
1: million accounts got liquidated, so... If, if you, you leveraged above, like, 1.5x, <laughs> which is, like, the the minimal that you could do, you yeah. got wiped.
0: So it's like, with leveraging... You pay interest on the loan when you take out a loan. To So if you want to do 2x, they give you as much as you've given them. And then you have to pay them a percentage. I mean, we've gone over leverage multiple times. But uh, basically, like, some people were taking their original collateral and doing, like, can I borrow five times as much? And then if it goes up. But, like, you still have to pay them the interest on the loan. So sometimes that works against you. But basically... There were people doing crazy risky ones like 100x where if it goes down like 5%, you lose your collateral. But then there were people who were like, I'm not going to be too risky, but let me take out a loan to like, you know, just to have a bit more. And then even those people got liquidated.
1: Yeah, even if you, it's like, basically, if you press the button to, to leverage, you get liquidated.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, we can talk about... A lot of it was triggered basically from China, where China was talking about banning Bitcoin. But uh,
2: well.
1: yeah, so we can touch on the the Bitcoin thing. It was more so they banned um, miners uh, like mining Bitcoin using non renewable energy like coal. So uh, China accounts for fifty percent of Bitcoin mining. So if you know, if people are trying to do it cheaply using coal instead of like renewable energy, like hydroelectric or like solar, like they're they're cracking down on that. So a lot of people who are mining using coal, they're you know, trying to migrate away from the country.
0: There's legitimately people saying like some of the rumors that I saw on Twitter were like, yeah, I've been talking to HR departments in China Discussing like relocation tactics and policies to get out of China. Like, there are people legitimately migrating because of what this means for their business.
1: And this is not new with China. I mean, it seems like every year they ban Bitcoin for some certain reason. So people who have been in the space since 2017, they kind of brush it off. And it's like, it's like, what year didn't China ban Bitcoin? Yeah. And then, but the thing with, like, the mining thing, it's, like, majority of China or, like, mining is done renewable with using renewable energy.
0: Yeah, I would just say, like, the thing about it is, though, like, if they're legitimately making people pack up their bags.
1: Yeah, and sell their rigs.
0: That's Well, and not only sell their rigs, but it's, like, normally the Bitcoin miners, like, mine Bitcoin, but then hold on to it. But then, if they're, yeah, if the miners who are basically in charge of, like, the increase of the supply start dumping, and so... Yeah, um, so that's
1: one reason. Second reason is that there's, like, government politics with uh, this guy. Apparently, there's someone that the Chinese government wants to liquidate. Just one person. (laughs) So there's
0: like a legitimate game being played by billionaires, where someone has opened a specific position on the markets, and uh, what they want to do is it's basically target. They're hunting for a whale. whale.
1: Yeah. Yeah. they they know this guy is over or is leveraging a certain amount, so they're all ganging up together to you know try to fish out this one whale to liquidate him. Yeah. And the and, rumor
0: was that it was Justin's son.
1: Yeah, and he, like, had sex with some guy's wife, and this is, like, payback for that. (laughs) But there, I mean, this is all rumors and hearsay on Twitter and 4chan. So, like, the deep net, (laughs) like, Justin Sun has tweeted, like, I have not screwed, I have not been liquidated yet, like...
0: No, he said he got liquidated, and then, but that was probably a joke. Where Justin Sun tweeted, I got liquidated. Oh, but and I got, Like, okay, cool. Can we run it back to 60K? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then he just tweeted, like, I don't think the bull market is over. Yeah. Like, this is just a shakeout. And people are like... Did you do did it? You, like, was who's, it worth it? <laughs> whose <laughs> who's wife? wife? <laughs> whose wife did you screw? Like, was it worth it? There's like, not some
0: jokes on Twitter, too. It's like, whose wife? Warren Buffett's. <laughs> like, <laughs> or it's like... Jokes,
1: yeah. Or it's like, Justin son. Like semicolon, this guy will fuck your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, if you Google Justin Son Tron on Google, this dude's like non-threatening. He's probably like five foot four, like probably weighs like less than I am, and I'm like a skinny. Brian just talks smack to Asians because he's Asian. So he's <laughs> so he's like five four, like one ten, like big head, small body. Like, <laughs> like you could definitely like beat this dude up. And how is this guy, like, I want to see what this wife looks like. Like, how hot is this wife? Because this dude is like, what does he even say? I don't even, I can't even see it. I mean, just in
0: general, though, like, it's strange because probably, I would assume that, like, if anybody's listening, the people that listen don't trade on leverage. But it's hard to grasp how much money was, like, spent on leveraging, and then like how illegal this would be if it was with stocks. <laughs> there is no reputable place that would allow people to leverage themselves a hundred times yeah. in real stock markets. Like, they no don't... one's taking that risk. Yeah, but in crypto, it's just numbers. And I mean, maybe this can go into our conversation about DeFi. Yeah, because we were we were listening to Up Only podcast, which inspires. Uh, us as well, where, you know, it was kind of like, all right, is it all over? Like, okay, like, which McDonald's is hiring? Like, (laughs) better polish up the LinkedIn and, um, brush
1: up the resume. Yeah, brush up
0: the resume. Like, all right, time to go back to wage cucking. But, um, what they were saying was with DeFi, it's only been around for not very long. And the majority of DeFi rests on top of Ethereum. And so, we're seeing with the amount of leverage, but also with DeFi, like, if you're just buying cryptos, you kind of are thinking that it's like a stable steady thing, and then you don't realize that you're a small little piece in basically the world of finance. Because now, with yields, and with staking, and interest, and like loans, you're basically exposing yourself to a giant money game that didn't exist a year ago.
1: Yeah, that's why it's, like, hard to compare, um, you know, this dip with previous dips before, like, um, people have saying the 2017 and 2013, like, 2013, 2017, it's all speculative, like, you know, there's not really any products left, but, you know, 2020, you're getting products, like, reason for high liquidation is because people can risk more because, you know, people can actually take out loans in crypto using these platforms like ave can you can take our uh, personal loans and people just are just you know gambling you know degenerates that they'll like take out loans to leverage even more so are there's just levels just different levels of you know degenerate people i think
0: people it might be complicated to understand the idea but in my mind, the essence of it, I had a discussion with my dad about it where DeFi, and Sergey Nazarov also talks about this, um, it's going to eat centralized finances lunch. So hard. Music to my ears. You can't really, unless you really start like digging your, and I'm not even as deep into it as some people are, but like, I'm trying to explain it to my dad when I'm talking with him where I'm like, You can get a loan in dollars and it's instantaneous. And there are people in America that, I mean, and that's not even to mention, you know, like Africa or something or third world countries. You can go onto the internet and get really good loans at better rates. And if you want to get yields off of your assets, it's way better than a bank, like In my mind with the technology that's out there, why do banks exist? (laughs) Which is like that's the pronoun is also like this where he's like, Yeah, the dollar's gonna go to zero like next year. Like (laughs) if people just learn that this is obvious and we should get out of it, if everybody moved all their stuff away from their government's currencies, we would all be free. But it's like that's not gonna happen. But
1: (laughs) it could. It's just technically it could. A pandemic. Like, yeah if we all did this one thing, we'd be out of the woods, yeah we, we, we had, all just no one moved for two weeks, like yeah. it disappeared. if we all had the vaccine, if we all reached her immunity, like there's always the the other side that you know isn't gonna agree with you, but uh yeah, so it's all about like navigating and how to navigate, and it's so easy that just you know people just don't understand it or it moves too fast that like well people the thing is even if you can
0: understand it and you understand the value propositions and you follow the market, I think that people still don't understand that there's, like, a giant shadow market of, like, big money players, whales, most likely governments, most likely banks, you know what I mean, that are, like, interested in... And that's why they're saying that this is going to be different because there's institutional money now.
1: Yeah, so a third thing for this debt is because... They're manipulating the market to enter at a lower price, where it's like you see all these announcements from banks like Wells Fargo, you can trade with crypto. I got an email from you know Charles Schwab saying you can expose yourself to crypto, like every single, purse retail investor is asking for it, and you have these institutions, you know, starting to buy in, but they don't want to buy at the top, like if they can do it and you know and that's what all, people say you're selling you're selling
0: to the institutions yeah. all the people that you think you're fighting by being decentralized when you sell you sell to JP Morgan
1: and yeah. The Swiss banks and the governments in China. It's kind of scary now. I mean, it's good that institutions are, like, legitimizing it, but it's also... They're going to be uh, in control of it. Yeah, it's also <laughs> scary in a sense that they can manipulate it 100% with no regulation. Like, China can do an announcement tomorrow and just nuke the and, market. Yeah,
0: and and It's China. like, you're at the whim of, like, China, Elon... Like a few, like, lives. instead of, like, you know, like, the U.S. president or something, yeah. it's, like...
1: Or like, the ICC, just yeah. one entity.
0: But then you add in just some random, like, you know, crypto whales where it's, like,
1: oh, yeah, like, kitty boobs, 855, like, that's, yeah. like, some link whale. Like just, ass blaster <laughs> yeah. who, who preached link at, like, point like oh like one 30, Like, yeah. 39 cents. Yeah. Oh, Unfortunate, uh, like... Maybe that's
0: a good time, though. Can we move into Arbitrum? Arbitron? Yeah. I mean we both have talked about how
1: so we're excited is, about it
0: and it's legitimately difficult to understand so, and we yeah. don't really know what it is. So with <laughs>
1: this dip, like, you know, we drop from forty three hundred while we're still bullish is that, you know, we haven't reached EIP one five five nine, which is Ethereum 2.0. And that's well, supposed no, to release
0: no. I think that EIP one five nine five five nine is different than no, Ethereum it's 2. different. No, but there's no. different cost there's, there, Well, there's two different things where... Well, three different things, actually. So Arbitrum is going to be a technology that allows for... off. I believe it allows for off-chain reporting. So what this means is that rather than having to pay gas fees to have these transactions monitored um, on the Ethereum network, you can do them off-chain where it will be cheaper... And then it will make it so that a lot of the work, rather than spend Ethereum to confirm it being done, can be confirmed off-chain and then only confirmed once, which should decrease the gas fees and then make Ethereum much more scalable. Yeah. The other one is EIP-1559. And what this is, is this is going to be the deflationary mechanism for Ethereum.
1: Instead of proof of work, you're moving to proof of stake. No,
0: I think this is different. Mm -hmm. Those are different. That's Ethereum 2.0. Yeah, that's, that's... No, but EIP-1559... EIP oh, that's different? I think yeah. that was the same as... No, what EIP-1559 does is that it creates a deflationary... Right now, there's no cap to Ethereum. It's mined, it's spent, it moves hands, but the supply cap increases. So with EIP-1559, I'm not sure exactly where, but at some point, what they're going to do is they're going to start burning tokens. So that way, if you understand... And this is where, again, it gets into the complicated topic of tokenomics... And understand what the actual supply and how the token works. So, for instance, people are like, w- "What is gas?" It's gigaway. It's a giga amount of Ethereum. Yeah. And then, um, so now Ethereum, there people are like, "How is it going to keep going up if it's inflationary? If there's no cap?" Bitcoin has a cap, you know. And then, the thing is, now they're going to start burning or taking, removing tokens from the supply. So then it will create a deflationary mechanism so that the supply will not be unlimited. And then it will cap the supply, similar to Bitcoin. What's kind of messed up about this is the idea that with tokenomics, they can say that a token is gonna work a certain way and similar to shares, but then if they decide to print more of the tokens, which is totally possible, But typically, I mean, this is where you get into governance of the tokens and deciding when you're minting more tokens or who gets the tokens. But these things all have to do with tokenomics that are very important in understanding what you're investing in. If you're investing in Ethereum, but it technically is inflationary, the supply can go to infinity, and then the price can go to zero because of supply and demand. So now that's what EIP-1559 is. ETH 2.0 is moving it to the...
1: Proof proof of of stake, stake, which should
0: decrease gas fees as well, and decrease the
1: amount of energy. I mean, so yeah, so there's all this like energy flood that Bitcoin is too bad for the environment. You know, so bad for the environment. Elon Musk is like, boot like they use too much coal. Yet with his, you know, SpaceX, he's you know burning so much fuel for his rockets. Yeah, probably more than Bitcoin, but who knows? Don't quote me on that. Yeah, I don't. Factor. And I mean, if you want to like
0: look at like the but footprint of like
1: so hypocritical. I know the footprint of
0: like having banks, you know. Yeah. Like paying salaries. Exactly. Or I mean, it's the same people who are also still. Do you not use a phone? Yeah. And then one of the arguments that I saw is like, "Oh, really? Like Bitcoin uses a lot of energy. Like, so do video games. Like, you can come from my video games, like yeah. over my guns. Like, you know, like, I don't have." I have a flamethrower but I don't have any guns but it's like come on like are we really going to start deciding what we can use energy for or
1: well that's why renewable energy is supposed to be key I mean it's unlimited yeah it's mother nature but anyways Ethereum 2.0 I mean Bloomberg uh, Green is posting articles now saying that you know it will close uh, you know cut its energy use over 99% yeah that's Bloomberg and I mean for Ethereum.
0: Yeah. A lot of these institutions are really starting to, like, you can start to see the articles that they're putting out. I mean, maybe this is a good time where we could, uh, take a pause to introduce, uh, DERS. Uh, has decided to, uh, sponsor his venture and product. And so he's, uh, working on, um, well,
2: maybe you want to just introduce it yourself. All right. Um, so I'm getting ready to head down the Mississippi River, uh. We're gonna try to put together this boat design that we came up with, um, using two canoes, um, try to turn it into a sailboat. Um, over the past year or so I've been getting into investing, uh, not too much into cryptocurrency, or (laughs) not too much into any of this yet, but, um, I've been following along for about a couple months and I really have no idea what's going on, so.
0: Um, we like to bring the nori perspective in to check like brian or gabe and i when we're going a little bit overboard and um i just wanted to tell everybody we've been doing the uh, coin review and if you're not seeing them it's probably my fault but it's it's on the (laughs) instagram uh i post some of them on facebook i post some of them on linkedin we're looking at uh getting a social media manager and if anyone's interested um please reach out to me but Uh, Darius, what did you think of, like, the coin reviews that we had given you and, like, how we can, like, get people in? Because Brian and I are talking about some pretty
2: intense, deep stuff, and then might have, like, lost you for a bit. So, yeah, you sent me a a couple links to uh, a couple previous podcasts that you've done. Um, To be honest, I didn't even know what you were calling it. I didn't know it's called, the coin review (laughs) of But these, uh, yeah, honest. yeah, but yeah, the couple I listened to, I listened to one in the No, car. the coin
0: review of, um, the, these packets. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So we have, um, this packets and I'm, I'm willing to send out, uh, any of them, um, at some point, hopefully they'll be, um, we'll be charging, but, uh, for the time being, everything is free. And so we've gotten write-ups about Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, Solana, uh, all of this is not my written work. It's from the team in India. Shout out to Aditi. <laughs> um, but Durs, what were you thinking of those? Like, This is
2: about, what, eight pages? Yeah, this uh, had a lot more information than I previously knew. Um, I'm gonna have to reread it a couple times, but yeah, there's a, uh, especially uh, Solana there, there's... Yeah, you are interested I, in something. I didn't know and it actually brought up questions. Um, I'm interested in Solana. But one day at a time for me. Yeah.
0: But Brian, maybe if you think that we could try to explain Solana to him as kind of like... Uh, okay, oh, hey,
2: I want to bring it back just a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. I keep on hearing I, you're mentioning gas fees. Am I getting that right? Yeah, Is Ethereum really gas fees. Ethereum.
0: You have to pay Ethereum to, like, conduct transactions. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah. Because right now, you're kind of like... And this is what we try to do is like some market research of learning where different people are. And I think you're just buying on centralized exchanges, right? Like Coinbase or Gemini. Yeah, and I'm pretty basic right now. I'm just into like Ethereum and Bitcoin. Like I'm... But you haven't gotten to like the private wallet step, have you? No. Yeah. So this is mm-hmm. like maybe a good uh, break where we've got, you know, on our packets the Crypto Sparta method where it's starting with centralized exchanges moving to private wallets and then doing work on decentralized exchanges. But this is kind of a good point also where we can tell you about Solana where it's like we were just, uh, you know, watching a podcast with a a worker from Alameda where Sam Bankman fried he's a genius. (laughs) We were listening to how he met his friend at math camp. They both went to MIT. The guy was in traditional finance and then he started making a ton of money um, building his own company that traded cryptos. And now he's created not only his own crypto exchange, FTX, where you can like do leveraged buys and buy different coins, but he's also created his own blockchain called Solana. So on Solana, it's basically a competitor to Ethereum. And then this is also like Phantom and Matic, also Polygon, where we've touched on the idea of like parachain and there's going to be more than one network. There are many blockchains and then kind of the interactions between the the different ones, but Solana, it's a newer blockchain, and then what they've done is the technology makes it much quicker. And then the crazy thing is there's an entire uh, network of the same types of apps that are on the Ethereum network now working on Solana where you can, like, you can also do decentralized finance. You can also, like, take out loans and stuff. And so the Solana network is like Ethereum, where a lot of transactions happen and there are different coins specific to that network. And then it's kind of crazy because it's like you're on centralized exchanges. They don't offer, you can only buy Solana on Binance, right? Or Brian, where else can, where is it? I'm
1: looking into, I think so far Binance, they say it got listed on Coinbase Pro, but I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. Last time I checked on Gecko. Uh, Binance was the main one. I I was going to ask you how you how did you. Well, I bought it on Binance, and then there's a Solana
0: wallet similar to the private wallet of like MetaMask or like Coinbase Wallet or Atomic or Trust. There's tons of wallets out there. There are Doge DogeCoin wallets now, but um, the Sol Wallet you can swap on there for Coke. I would suggest that anybody listening. If you've got, like, some time and you're bored, you got a little money to throw around. Uh, on Solana, it's basically a blockchain built by this guy, Sam Bankman-Fried. We talked about him already. He was on Alameda. He's got his own exchange. He's, like, a billionaire. He's, like, 27 or something. Went to MIT. Has his own blockchain. Is worth a ton of money. And then, basically, like, if you had a wallet and you hold coins... Particularly if you can swap your Solana coins for Cope or Rope. Um, periodically, they airdrop you stuff for free. And I missed out on like most of the good ones. But I just put a couple, I think a month or two back, put some money into a soul wallet. It's complicated and obnoxious. It's like Phantom Wallet. you got a, another wallet with a whole another blockchain, and then you got to move the coins from one place to another and then exchange them on the exchanges on that wallet or on that, uh, ex- uh, on that blockchain. But I got some Cope. And then what they're saying is that there's these airdrops that are actually worth money that they give to you for free if you either sign up or just if you happen to hold Cope. And basically this guy, Sam Bankman Freed, which is similar to what CZ uh, is supposedly they're doing. are
1: going to be on the They basically,
0: there's these rich, rich people that create their own blockchains out of vanity and then they pump the price just to make it look cooler. So they're saying that Sam Bankman Freed, he gives airdrops. So if you're on his uh, Solana network with a Solana wallet, periodically, if you hold the right coins, you're just going to. I got like. And then the thing is also, this is a good different discussion, but. I got, like, 450,000 froggy
2: coins.
0: (laughs) And I got, like, some Shiba Inu Solana, like, Solana Shiba Inu coin. Hmm. Just for holding Coke. And then the thing is, there's an actual market for these things on these different blockchains. Mm -hmm. And so, it's like, on Solana, you can assume that behind all of these airdrops that are worth money is Sam bankman fried basically just putting money into his project to market it more and giving you free money if you can figure out and support by putting money into his project and using it. And so it's like, yeah.
1: Yeah, so tomorrow, apparently, it's going to be live on Coinbase Pro.
0: Really? Tomorrow, Solana's going to be live on Coinbase May Pro? May 24th. So. Wow. And not, to, not to, flex, to flex, but, but I mean, there's no flexing anyways because it was like... I got in at 20, now it's at and I sold at like 44. It's
1: at 25 right
0: now. Yeah, exactly. So it dropped a ton, but I mean, I sold it, but I still didn't put it into dollars. I put it in another coin that got murdered. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't
1: sell your winners for losers.
0: Well, I mean, everything lost, so it was like, yeah, I made money off Solana, I tried to move it into something else, but like, both of them just dipped by like <laughs> a ton anyways, so. Yeah,
1: brutal got (laughs) murdered.
0: Yeah, murdered. (laughs) I was going to say one of these things that uh, uh, Mark Cuban had written about. And then this is kind of speaking to the idea that DeFi is going to be very impactful. But also, the average crypto holder, uh, no offense, Durs, the normies like you that have centralized (laughs) exchanges, um, aren't aware that there's a giant other game being played where you can... And Brian, I liked... What were you saying from that one uh, other podcast where it's, like, increasing the challenge
2: level?
1: Oh, it's, like, the finite game versus the infinite game. Um, so the finite game uh, versus infinite game is a book. Um, I don't know what it's called, but if you just Google that on Amazon, it's, it's a short read, apparently. I don't read very fast. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's not that... They, I haven't read it at all, but... But the idea this, behind it... This idea is that you're you're doing something, um, and you're either doing it for the finite game, which is, like, you're in it to make a certain amount of money, and then you're out. Like, that's very finite, or you're in it to, you know, create a scam coin, and then rug a bunch of people, and <laughs> then just exit out forever. Or you could, you know, view crypto as an infinite game... Where it's, like, as you increase your skill, you find new ways to play your game within the same realm. So, it's, like, in okay. chess. So, it's, like, you play one person, but once you're, like, so good at chess, you can start playing, like, four people at a time. Like, different times, and there's, like, speed rounds and that kind of stuff. And so, once you're, like, getting into crypto... Like the first level is to like buy and just hold through MetaMask, and then once you Not like even MetaMask. yeah just I, like in that, a centralized a exchange. private
2: wallet. So MetaMask is wallet. MetaMask just private, private. Wallet wallets. Right? Yeah,
1: so that's just like a very basic you know understanding, just hold coins. But then like the next level is to farm, or like you know you can you actually use your coins to stake and earn a like a APY like a uh, like a bank excuse me. And then you can do these pairs and liquidity pools and it's just like, oh, then you start, you know, maybe you gamble more and more and more and you use leverage or like you margin. But that like don't do that. But it's like <laughs> it's, not, it's like not for financial expert, advice. We gotta say it every episode. Yeah, non financial advice, but it's just like you're at a point where you're in the, you're playing this game so long, so you come up with new ways to make it fun for you. Like yeah. it's still exhilarating when you like uh, oh, I just I don't want a 2x. I want a, like a hundred x. Yeah,
0: and then this is like the idea of like this thing that Mark Cuban said. So I'm quoting from his tweet. I think this is the great unwind. Traders borrow to buy ETH, used ETH to borrow alt slash stablecoin, used that to LP a high APY pair, took the SLPs and staked them to max out yield. And so, I mean, if if, it, if I've lost most of you, that's, it's fair. And I know what he's saying. And I, I think I'm at the level where I know how to do it, but I'd be terrified. To no, do this. yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, exactly. He, it's basically, it's like, you have to, like, transform your money into separate, seven different <laughs> yeah. routes to maximize, like, X amount of percent. I mean, whereas, we talked about like, it on Earth, or it's like... You like, borrow
0: something, and you put it into something
1: else to allow you to borrow more. And that <laughs> will get increase your own <laughs> and that will let you pay off your loan, like yeah. interest on your loan. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, you have to move your money and the fees along the way. No. Like, if gases is, are high, you are not doing that. Yeah,
0: and then he's like, the minute ETH drops to their tragic numbers, they had to unwind, unstake, remove liquidity, repay. It gets worse when a double tragic number strikes. Those who have been in long enough to not think they would ever get hit. When they get hit, that means most of the dry powder that was
1: being used to hold support levels is unwound too. So. That's why it's like a lot of this, uh, like the dip, is caused by liquidations. Just be people being like overconfident about the market and how they're doing it. But it, like, if you're if you miscalculate. Like, it is a pain in the ass to get your money back to, like, you know, revert that. Because you have to, like, go seven steps just to do it. And then if you're trying to do this on the fly, right when the market, like, dips, you have to do that out while people are buying and trading so the network is, like, congested. Like, you might not even get that transaction through and you end up getting liquidated because you can't pay off your loans in time.
0: Or I mean, people are like urgently rushing to like put their collateral in.
1: Yeah. But the market kept dipping. Sweet.
0: So you, all you did that was what Ledger was saying on the you podcast. Just where it's, it's like gave him You're money. like you're trying to like put enough collaterals to make sure that your loans are still like viable. Yeah. But it still kept dipping. You're like yeah.
2: No, like my whole like
0: everything's gonna disappear. I need to like put more money in to keep it afloat. And then you just put more money in that. It was just gets good. burned. Yeah. It just gets
1: burned so quick. Like, it's like that South Park meme where it's like, and it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. <good. Yeah. laughs> it's like, got you. You returned your margarita maker. Uh, it's gone. So, and it's gone. So like you leverage and it's gone. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, um, I mean, I think that like, we could maybe try to take on one last topic and then maybe do our shills and wrap it up. But, we're looking at uh, the idea of uh, Bitcoin dominance, and then as a as a side note, I talked about Michael Saylor. That guy's crazy. <laughs> if you guys don't know Michael
1: Saylor, yeah. uh, he's and I don't. I, he I made don't, his money in like the dot com bu- bubble, and then he fucked he fucked it up. <laughs> and then he like made it this together. guy
0: is the guy who's behind the biggest uh, investment company. micro strategy. Yeah, micro strategy. Sounds like such a scam. (laughs) So he's (laughs) the one who buys, he takes out loans from banks, and he uh, gets money from investors. So he's also basically a degen, because he's also taking out large loans from banks to buy Bitcoin. Yeah, just like a Ponzi scheme. (laughs) And so this guy is known as, uh, there's him, there's Anthony Pompliano, there's a couple people that are like known as the Bitcoin Maxis, like Bitcoin maximalists. And legitimately, he, he actually had a moment on Twitter this week, or I believe it was this week, yeah. where they were like, the number two crypto, there's only one, there's only, like, this guy lost
1: it. <laughs> yeah. The thing is that he's like, leverage your house, like, take out a loan on your house, get a second mortgage, and invest in Bitcoin. Like This guy
0: like, has billions of, he's taken large institutions' monies, and then used that to borrow more money to buy Bitcoin
1: on the largest scale possible. And, I mean... Just cringe. because yeah. It's like one, one Jenga thing <laughs> that collapses and it just falls apart. So that's and what, that's what screwed. some people were
0: saying. It was like a total, this is like a giant conspiracy, which is probably bullshit, where it's like, what if China was trying to liquidate Michael Saylor? <laughs> <laughs> I believe Michael Saylor has uh you want to look up how many billions he's how many billions is as MicroStrategy
1: of Bitcoin. Um so um he initially used 250 million to you know purchase 21,000 Bitcoin. He added 175 million more. Yeah, another 50 million. He, 175 million, 50 million they're buying just Oh, then he averaged at one point one two five billion. So he's probably put in like two billion. Like, if you invest in micro strategies, you're investing in Bitcoin because like a majority of you know that company's holdings is Bitcoin.
0: And you're basically like, the weird thing is, you're like, why don't I just invest in Bitcoin? But the thing is, you're investing in the belief that he is buying at the correct times. So he's literally yeah. like in charge of lots of people's money and like when to buy.
1: But it's a dummy, um, it's like a dummy corporation because it's like, <laughs> he's, he's, it's microstrategy is supposed to be a business, so he's selling something, but you're really just buying MicroStrategies based on like, you're, he's like a, a Twitter show, like you're just following him mm-hmm. and you're investing money into him because he can manipulate Bitcoin the best. So it's like uh so shady. Yes. Yeah. Well and he's speaking. and he's like been I mean he screwed people over before, like or he's lost a lot of money before in like the dot com like era. Speaking of shows. Yeah. I got a new one
0: this week that I'd uh, I'd seen in a couple places. But Brian, you wanna start off? Um why don't you go first? All right, so I'm reading from their website, too, and I, I didn't totally wrap my head around it, but I've heard it a couple of different places, and so a lot of my shills are actually, like, just more like, please do your own research and tell me if I was right. <laughs> but it's a barn bridge, and it's called a tokenized risk protocol, and then what they say is it's a fluxions derivatives protocol for hedging yield sensitivity and market price. And now that's a lot of jargon. (laughs) But in my mind, what they're going for is they're looking at evening out the peaks and valleys of risk and yield farming. And I wanted to bring this up because it's also kind of pertinent to the DeFi discussion. Because it's like, and then I saw it very succinctly put on Twitter where someone was just like, when you realize that crypto is basically a giant liquidity game, it makes it much simpler to understand. Yeah. And so you can talk about these different technologies. It's like
1: who has the most.
0: Exactly. And who has the money? And where is the money moving to? And it's fish all about... And, fish. Yeah. And at the end of the day, these things are about transforming the way that money moves around the world. Yeah, and Defi is the idea that it's going to disrupt banking, finance, investments, stocks, and in my mind, this is already happening. So this is like the hopium we had, we had talked about at the beginning of the of the show, where it's like, yeah, crypto is in the pooper. Uh, everything got hammered, Bitcoin, Ethereum, as well. I mean, I'm staying calm. I'm staying. I'm glad that I have you know, crypto Sparta instead of just looking at like these charts. Cause, and I mean on a sadder note, there's like legitimate amounts of suicides because of this. There's a lot of people that lost everything because they were leveraged. And, uh, it's sad. A lot of people lost a lot of money and it's like a serious thing. But I like to look on the bright side of DeFi. And then, you know, this is hopefully like a good project, um, to, to, To figure out the risk and like, you know, people like Mark Cuban, smart, rich people are saying, I mean, this market can't keep going like this because it's too volatile. Like you're not really verifying people. It's unregulated. People can scam each other very, very easily. Rich people can shake people out and take advantage of the market in ways that aren't possible in regulated markets. But on the bright side, for DeFi or for Chainlink or for insurance or different things being able to have access to loans for like anywhere in the world and like this really changes the world in places where and i've seen it because of my work in india where in america people had their home computer they had their home desktop then maybe had their personal laptop but in india they didn't have anything and then you know they finally got to the point where they could go to a mobile phone and then they go mobile first So for, you know, people in America, yeah, I can get a loan. That was what my dad said. I can get a loan, whatever. I mean, you can probably get a loan. I was like, well, at the moment, I I work for myself. I don't have, you know, an established income or whatever for the year. And so I probably can't get a good loan for a home, even if I have the collateral. And there's a lot of people in crypto where they have the money in cash, but they Mm. can't get loans. They could pay for the whole house. You can't get a loan. But on
1: DeFi, you can get a loan, and it doesn't matter what what your status is. They don't do a background check. Yeah, there's there's no as long as you have the correct collateral. Exactly. If you just and the yields and the amounts are better. All of
0: these traditional finance places, you pay fees to pay people's salaries. You pay for their infrastructure, and it's all unnecessary. It's all oh, of this.
2: new to me in the last few days. This is... <laughs> so yeah, most I've of rolled your piece, mind, bro. Yeah, most of this is over my head, and I can pick this up. <laughs> this is, yeah, actually kind of mind blowing.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's the Sergei Nazarov talk, where it's like, it's going to change the world for when people in India and Nigeria have droughts, and the first people that are going to give them insurance is not going to be some bank. It's going to be decentralized finance. Yeah. And then it's all going to be certified by change.
2: It's the future.
1: Yeah. But, um, I mean, maybe we can wrap it up on that unless uh, you got a quick show, Brian. No, not really. It's just, like, I, I mean, everything looks good right now because everything is just so down. So, just, I like to re... I'm trying to restack my own bags and not even do more research. Just, like, get more of what I already have. And you don't lose if
0: you don't sell. Like, I think the people yeah. we talk to... And that's what people don't understand is there's this game of whales leveraging and giant big ups and downs and you're kind of on the high seas in a yeah you just that's what everybody's saying is and it's like and I see on crypto people just lose everything because they leverage themselves they've been doing it for years
1: but I mean yeah on that other you can make it all back so we are and on an optimistic note, like we're holding, we're hunkering down. I think we should say, be careful though. Yeah, only, be careful. only put in what you can lose. And only put in and what and you can and lose. Not, not our financial advice. advice. Not financial advice. But we're holding, we're weathering through the storm. We're holding. We're not selling. Just gotta <laughs> tread water. Like, <laughs> we're every, on Wall Street, we're not leaving. Yeah, we're We're not crypto leaving.
0: Spartans. We're holding the line.
1: <laughs> I like this game too much. I'm in it for the infinite game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yacht or nothing. <laughs> yeah, financial freedom or nothing. Win <laughs> <One> Lambo. Yeah, <laughs> Lambo. I want my Rolex and my and my mansion and my fucking fast car. <laughs> Hashtag Crypto
0: Memes.
1: Yeah, Stop. Crypto Memes. Um, <laughs>
0: CryptoMemes.com, CryptoSparta. Awesome podcast. Right, See you guys
1: thanks. later. Bye.